Hello everyone, it is Sean Fitch 50 again coming to you live and direct with episode 4 of the Health and Sexy Show. Let's get right into the meat of it. We've been talking a lot about health and wellness, but um, what exactly is health? Um, what exactly is wellness? So let's start off with health. health. What is health? Health is defined as the state of being free of disease, meaning um, you aren't suffering from any chronic health problems such as high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, congestive heart failure, anything like that. And obviously you want to remain free of disease or remain in good health. So now what is wellness? Wellness is what we do to remain healthy. It's the deliberate effort or actively pursuing the state of being in good health through lifestyle choices. And we've been talking a lot about these lifestyle choices um, that will keep us in good health, that will promote our wellness, such as eating foods that are good for us, such as being more active and getting the proper amount of activity in each day and promoting these same habits in our loved ones, especially our children. And, you know, if we're parents, you know, that's going to be very integral for us as part of one of the things we are first able to pass down to them prior to um, them receiving their formal inheritance when we pass away. So when you put health and wellness together, it is basically starting out free of disease and then moving on and doing those things, you know, with an active effort that's going to keep you free of disease. Um, and this is going to be a result of your lifestyle choices, the same way lifestyle choices can keep you free of disease. Lifestyle choices can promote disease. Just think about it. If you're sedentary and you don't move around much, you don't exercise or get much activity in during the day and you eat excess calories, those are your lifestyle choices and what, and you smoke on top of that. Those are your lifestyle choices and there are going to be consequences from those, you know, instead of good consequences from good lifestyle choices, you have bad consequences from bad lifestyle choices. So these include chronic diseases such as the things we've talked about, blood pressure issues, cholesterol issues, um, heart failure, um, obesity from eating excess calories and not having the appropriate amount of activity. That's the number two cause of preventable death in America tobacco abuse, the number one cause of preventable death in America. So um, just like any coin, there is a flip side. So if we don't promote healthy lifestyle choices, um, we have unhealthy lifestyle choices, which will result in a worser outcome. Um, I like to kind of remind people it's not 100% that you will have a bad, bad outcome from determining or from choosing bad lifestyle choices. But, you know, it's probably an 85% chance at least. And who is willing to risk their lives on this small odd that you have some genetic advantage that allows you to smoke and eat whatever you want to eat and not exercise and pay no consequence for all of that? That's very unlikely and it is not recommended by any professional 
or any lay person should not be recommended it, recommending it, but I'm sure that people go around go around saying that. Look at George Burns, if you can remember him, if you're old enough. This guy smoked a cigar. It looked like every time you saw him, and he lived to be 90 years old. He was one of those exceptions. Um, health and wellness have several dimensions. It's not just your body or the physical dimension of wellness. It's important, and that's part of it, but other parts play into that, and if you aren't balanced, people like to use the word holistic now, meaning having all of these dimensions in sync and in, in a positive light, then you still could end up in a bad situation despite having excellent physical health and, and wellness practices. You know, you also have mental. People know about mental. Mental health is a big issue here in the United States, probably um, the most undertreated disease that we have outside of obesity um, probably is more undertreated than obesity. I would have to look up those exact statistics, but mental health is big. And if your mental health is suffering, then obviously your wellness is going to suffer along with that. You have a spiritual dimension, your um, closeness to a higher being, that, that feeling of security you get from your spiritual connections, again, that is very important to our health and wellness. Emotional, the emotional dimension. There's a, a relatively new word, emotional intelligence. You know, it's it, being in control of your emotions and not being affected by your emotions, especially in a business environment, and understanding others' emotions and being able to positively affect those. So... Um, emotional di um, dimension of your health and wellness. You have the environmental dimension of health and wellness. We always talk about smokers um, and, and pertaining to us individually smoking, but what about living with a smoker or living in a place where nutritious food isn't available, um, things in your environment that prevent you from living that healthy lifestyle, making those good lifestyle choices. So environmental dimensions are very important when it comes to your health and wellness intellectual we all want to be stimulated as far as our minds are concerned we need to gain knowledge we want to learn we want to share that knowledge once it's gained and that's where the social dimension comes in our relationships that's another dimension of health and wellness we have to um, develop relationships relationships with people that makes us feel better makes our lives better and it improves our health and wellness the occupational dimension, our jobs, big deal with the job. You know, you have to make a living and um, going in an occupational can have a lot of effect on our health and wellness as well. Just imagine a lot of these high stress jobs that really um, tear people's bodies apart over time from the wear and tear and, and the, the predisposition to smoke and different other bad lifestyle choices that certain jobs, certain occupations kind of lend to and then we have the financial dimension It's the last dimension of health and wellness i'll talk about and everyone could imagine if your money isn't right then um, your health probably isn't going to be right either and, and health insurance and its affordability has been a big issue here in the united states and there have been several efforts at health care reform and the most recent being the affordable care act which is looking to provide affordable health care to more people um so that their health and wellness and, and even making those health and wellness visits free. Um, so the financial dimension is very important for us to 
achieve our, our goals and staying free of disease and actively pursuing that freedom from disease through our lifestyle choices. Um, when we develop in this health and wellness plan, we have to have goals, you know, and we have to have a plan to achieve them. It's, it's, it's big because our genetics can't protect us from ever or forever rather, you know, because I mentioned in a previous podcast that some of us are protected by um, good genetics, but good genetics run out in time as well. It reminds me of my, my, my pops, my mom's boyfriend. This guy is, you know, he's, he's in his seventies. He's good. He's a good looking man. His family, they're all good looking. They live long. They, they tend not to have any problems yet. Um, my pops had a heart attack not too long ago. I thought he was protected forever. This guy played football and sports, you know, basketball as well, his whole um, teenage and adult life. And his first medical problem really was um, a knee replacement as a result of his years of contact sports and, and basketball. So it a really attested to his um, act, active lifestyle. He wasn't, no, he isn't obese, so it wasn't from obesity and the wear and tear on the joint from overweightedness. It was the wear and tear from just being active. And I always tell people I'd rather have arthritis from being active than a heart attack. So uh, you figure out which one is going to be more problematic, you know, some knee pain or a heart attack. It's an obvious choice which one, you know, most of us would prefer. So despite all of his genetic um, advantages, he still developed heart disease over time. The one thing I didn't mention, he did have a bad lifestyle choice in which he was a smoker. So, you know, again, the number one cause of preventable death. He smoked cigarettes for a long time. So it was somewhat surprising, but not too surprising when I found out he had went to the hospital because of some burning chest pain and was found to have had a heart attack. So, you know, three days and two stints later, he was back at home and had some big um, decisions to make as far as his health and wellness um, were concerned. So that included, you know, the obvious, stopping, uh, quitting smoking and um, being more active and, and eating healthier. So and, and along with taking the medicines, his um, healthcare professionals had prescribed and having periodic follow-up with those same healthcare professionals. So don't depend on your genetics to keep you out of trouble. We have to have that health and wellness plan. That's our preemptive strike. Preemptive meaning we're doing something about it before it becomes a problem. And that wellness plan is going to help us to do that prior to succumbing to chronic disease or one of his complications, you know, like a heart attack, like a stroke that um, could be disabling or in worst case could be deadly. So, you know, stuff like smoking, obesity, being sedentary, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, congestive heart failure. We want to avoid these with our preemptive strike or with our health and wellness plan. Um, going back to our dimensions, also those dimensions of wellness need to be addressed. And one of the more common dimensions that a lot of emphasis is being placed on today is stress. Stress is a risk factor for heart disease. So remember that stress is a risk factor for heart disease. So we need to work on keeping our stress levels lower and nothing helps more than with that than being more active and, um, 
looking at those other dimensions of wellness and addressing all of all of those. You know, our health is an investment. I've mentioned this and 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 we have to treat it as such and we can't keep treating our car with more respect, with more adoration than we treat our bodies. You know, I understand our car gets us back and forth. We name our car sometime and um, they are very important to our lifestyle here in the United States, but we need to treat our bodies better than we treat our cars. We need to invest in our bodies. You know, I have a friend, this guy, he taught me about investing three decades ago. It took me a decade or two to start implementing my lessons from him, but he did not spend money wantonly. This guy, he saved his money. He invested his money early on when savings bonds were popular. He was investing in savings bonds and IRAs. The individual retirement accounts came out. He invested in individual retirement accounts and um, mutual funds. He's, in, he's invested his money in everything. Let's put it that way. I would love to see his balance on his retirement invest investments because he has been putting money in those investments for 20 to 30 plus years. And I know he's really reaping those rewards. He, he reminded me, uh, but he reminds me of one of those guys you hear about who signs a professional football contract and still drives the car that their mom gave them when they were in high school. He is smart with money and he's going to, you know, go a long way in, in, in as far as being comfortable in his old age when he does get there. He's not that old yet, everyone. Um, but in order to do that, you have to forego something. If you want to invest in your retirement, you know, you must forego spending money on some of the things you may want. Um, my friend, he has nice stuff, but he doesn't go out and buy the super fancy stuff. You know, he has a, a, a family, a wife, children, they all have everything they want. They are not needing for anything, but he has made those sacrifices um, in order to make the investment in his future and his family's future to ensure their stability and, and reduce their likelihood in old age that, you know, he will be struggling or suffering because of lack of income. He's made sure of that. And the same way that we need to sacrifice for our financial future. We need to sacrifice for our health future and the same type of um, decisions must be made. We have to give up some of the things we like in order to achieve health. We must give up some of the things we like to actively pursue that healthy lifestyle. And, and in the end, just like a secure financial future, you're going to have a secure health future because, um, if you die when you're 50, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. You won't be enjoying it for very long. You want to enjoy life as long as you ha you can, and you want to have that money, um, that financial security to enjoy life with as well. So that's the wellness plan. That's our preemptive strike, our attempt to avoid, our attempt to prevent from succumbing to chronic diseases and their complications. On the flip side, again, it's talking about our coin again. You have therapeutic lifestyle changes. The same thing as your health and wellness plan, but this is the implementation after one of those untoward events have happened. You know, in the best case scenario, you've been just diagnosed with a chronic disease. In worst case scenario, you have succumbed to a complication of undiagnosed or undermanaged chronic disease. You know, you don't want to add salt to the wound after this because um, disease processes can be reversed. 
you know, even with later investment, you know, going back to that um, comparison investment, you can invest early or you can invest late in your retirement. The key is investing. You can catch up with in, with later investment. So it's no, no reason not to invest because you waited a little bit later in life to prepare for retirement. It's, it's something you can do later and still reap tremendous benefit. The same, same thing, you know, pertains to your health investment. You can invest a little bit later once disease is diagnosed or once a complication occurs, you can begin investing then and reap the same benefits and even reverse the disease that you suffer from. So high blood pressure can be reversed by losing weight, by being more active. Diabetes, the same applies along with di um, along with high cholesterol. Losing weight, being more active can cure disease. And that's one of the, that is the first component of therapeutic lifestyle changes, you know, diet and weight loss, you know. You've just upped the ante with your chronic disease, and it's more important to follow these instructions, which are typically given to you by a healthcare professional um, once you've succumbed to a chronic disease or a complication of, of chronic disease. Again, diet and weight loss, I hate the word diet. Diet has connotations of being restrictive. No one likes to restrict themselves. I like to say healthy eating. You know, and, and we can't change everything in one night. Rome wasn't built in a day, and we're diagnosed with high cholesterol today. We're not going to have a perfect diet tomorrow. We have to do things in a staged and planned effort, but we do have to eventually follow the rules and follow the plan when it comes to eating a healthy diet without excess calories, which will help us prevent um, complications or uh, additional complications from chronic disease. Um, increasing your activity, you know, I like to, I always thought the word Goya was interesting when I go in a grocery aisle and go down the international section. It's like a brand name for um, a type of food in the international section, a lot of canned foods with Goya. I heard someone in the not too distant past use Goya as an acronym, G-O-Y-A, get off your ass. That's the simple um, truth about increasing your activity. We are sedentary. We like to sit down. We like to eat. We like to watch TV. We like to talk, but we don't like to exercise. We don't like to move our bodies as much as we need to move our body. So um, let's get off our ass, everyone. Let's get off our ass. Excuse the language. Um, getting started with any of this isn't easy. Getting started with um, diet and weight loss isn't easy. Getting started with Increasing your activity isn't easy, but there's some easy hacks or easy kind of ways to jumpstart, you know, your diet and weight loss. You know, I always give these quick and easy hacks to people who I counsel who are overweight or um, obese or have been just diagnosed with chronic disease. And um, the three easy hacks I like to use is one, you know, drink water before each meal, you know, about two glasses or 16 ounces of water before each meal. Um, the second is to eat a salad or a piece of fruit as well before each meal, meaning before you get to the main course, the vegetables, um, the starch, you want to eat a salad and drink a couple of glasses of water. This curbs the appetite some and ensures that you eat a little bit less and listen to your body. You know, when you're full, you don't have to eat anymore. It doesn't matter if half the plate is still there. You can stop eating when you're full. 
And the third hack I like for diet and weight loss is, you know, just kind of reduce or remove bread and rice entirely from your diet. You know, that's a source of um, calorie dense foods that um, if you cut out your diet initially as a jump start, or at least reduce, you can move quickly towards your um, your goals as far as um, the weight loss is concerned and eating and an adequate amount of calories each day. And activity hacks. Again, it's, it's hard to increase our activity. We have to have tricks to do that. We're not going to start running five miles tomorrow because our doctor said today um, we have high blood pressure. It's just not happening, especially if we never ran more than 500 yards before. We're not going to be doing it. But there's certain things we can do to kind of jumpstart again our increased activity level. You know, we go places, we park places, and I've seen people circle the parking lot looking for a spot that's right by the door. We don't need to do that. We're trying to live longer, live healthier. We want increased quality and quantity of life. So we're picking the parking spot that's the farthest away or at least farther away. We want to walk in, walk out, and park in the better parking spot that's a little bit farther away, and you're less likely to get your door dented as well when you park a little bit farther away. Also, when we go out, when we go to the grocery store, when we go to the retail store or the mall, we, we should walk the whole mall or walk the whole retail store or walk the whole grocery store. Use that outing as an opportunity to walk around and get a little more activity. Don't just go in there and grab rice and leave. Go in there. Oh, I don't. Let's say something else beside rice. I just said we want to stop eating that. When we go in there and grab, you know, some steel cut oats and leave, we want to go in there and still walk around and 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 look at everything you know we want to get more activity we don't want to buy anything extra try not to i know it's hard not to so don't go anywhere hungry um when you do this but you want to walk the whole store that's another quick hack to get more activity and another is watching tv how many of us watch tv i know we all watch tv and commercials can be a prompt what should they be a prompt for it should be a prompt for activity if you do something as simple as Move your arms up and down and, and, and squeeze your calf muscles. You know, you want to think about doing a little bit of activity doing commercials. Oftentimes, I'll do push-ups during each commercial or, you know, little push-ups and sit-ups if I'm really thinking about it. But um, use commercials as a prompt for activity if you're sitting and watching TV. That way you're not just sedentary. You're doing something, doing part of that um, that new episode of whatever your favorite show is. So... That's our hacks, y'all, our hacks for diet diet and weight loss and our hacks for increasing our activity. Now we're going to move on to a healthy person. Damn, he is healthy. Guess who I'm looking at, y'all? I'm looking at no other than the Oklahoman known as William Bradley Pitt or better known as just Brad Pitt. Man, he's a 56-year-old Academy Award winner, and he still doesn't disappoint when he takes his shirt off. How does he do that? This man is healthy. He's taking great care of himself, 56 years old. And if it wasn't for the gray hair in his beard, he would probably look, you would think he was 36 or 26. So um, he's taking good care of himself. He's invested in his health and wellness. He has all of his dimensions in order. At least I think so. I know he's been through a couple of divorces, which can be problematic, but I think he's been able to hold it together, y'all, because he's looking damn sure healthy to me. Um, and a quote from Mr. Pitt, from Mr. Brad Pitt, you must lose everything in order to gain anything. 
So remember, in order to get ahead in life and achieve success, you know, we must divest ourselves of anything that may potentially derail us, you know, things like bad habits, bad friends, bad situations. And, you know, the same is true for our health, we, you know, and our wellness. We must view all of these impediments as well. Anything that can stop us from achieving our health and wellness from a social perspective, along with the other dimensions we mentioned for um, wellness, which included physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, environmental, intellectual, occupational, and financial. So remember, let's get on this health and wellness. Let's look better. Let's live better. Let's pass it along to the ones we love. Let's give out an inheritance before we die. Let's make sure our kids understand this. Let's make sure our neighbors understand this. Let's make sure our parents understand this. And most of all, make sure we're being and we're taking action being examples for everyone to see when it comes to health and wellness in those dimensions again this is sean fit 50 it's been a pleasure you have a magnificent and wonderful day thank you so much